0: Nietzschewa everybody it's time to crack open a cold one take off your pants grab your favorite waifu pillow and talk some anime with the fellas that suck and anime hit the theme music everybody and welcome back to another exciting episode of talking anime i am your host with some of the most mitch and with uh, me as always is the fantastical fantastic. he makes you feel warm on the inside because he made you feel a little warm on the inside and that's the professor of talking anime triple triple how's it going
1: was popping boys and girls how are you all doing
0: uh another exciting week in the world of everything i guess um so i mean uh
2: what's new uh so far uh you know
1: nothing (laughs) um doing good now Uh, i've been reading a lot more manga, as i stated last time Mm -hmm. but uh very excited for the uh upcoming season anime oh yeah yeah, I
0: think um, we didn't really discuss which ones we were going to be really reviewing uh, for the se- spring seasonal. But again, though, it was pretty obvious that, you know, it was going to be stuff like the new season of Attack on Titan and, you know, Demon Slayer and all those. There wasn't really anything besides those that really like popped out for me anyway. So it's going to be interesting to see. We'll have to essentially come up with what shows we're going to be reviewing for it. But yeah. Yeah. But uh, for now, I mean, me personally, uh, I've been grinding away at Elden Ring um, because when I'm not working, I have no life. So I fill my no life with Elden Ring and uh, I have yet to want to delete the
2: game. So that's good. I haven't been that uh, stressed out with the game yet. So that's a good sign. Say again. Sorry. Oh, just, uh, you know, grinding Elden Ring, stuff like that.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you and your you, you and your significant other are uh getting yeah fucking yeah
0: we so into that game yeah i know when we when we first heard about elden ring we wanted to get it and then what happened was we went and watched a video on all the classes in elden ring and the moment it showed samurai i'm like i am buying this fucking game i don't care i want to get this game the moment i can and we did finally um and yeah i've been it's the game i've been playing the most right now um i have about like 15 hours in it from i mean i only get like two days off during the week to play video games so that's when i get to have those times to play you know so yeah but yeah no i i mean so what have you been reading and or watching uh this week triple
1: uh, I have actually just got done reading one. Um, I got <laughs> caught up with it at, just before we were about to start. Okay. Uh, it was a manhwa called My Daughter is the Final Boss.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: So I found that, like, you know how uh, isekai is a thing for, like, Japanese manga and whatnot? That's the popular yeah. one? Uh, yeah. Well, I found out the popular thing from manhwa, which is, like, the Korean version. Mm. And what that is is um, MC... Lives their entire life, and at the very end, they lose or some shit like that of like okay. whatever power healing system they're in, and then they restart their life from like point zero at the very beginning. Mm-hmm.
2: So they have to okay. use their
1: knowledge, wits, and the, four inf- the information they have and the information they gained to basically prevent disaster in the future.
2: Okay, so
1: from this one, uh, as it turns out, because you know, it, th- this comes from like a perspective of like people have like video game type charts where it's like you have spearmen you have uh sword masters shit like that it's it's, yeah. it's basic it's basic like um video game style um labels and power systems getting into play like experience and whatnot
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh and the main character uh is a spearman who memorized and learned just about every and infra- for every monster statistic Uh, weak point anatomy and all that stuff when he was alive. And as it turned out, the final boss of everything happened to be his daughter, who, who, due to like the shit life she had, um, basically decided, yeah, humanity ain't worth it anymore and just Hmm. said, um, yeah, no, everyone's dying. And when he tried to stop her, he looked at her, he looked him dead, or she looked him dead in the eye and was just like, oh, so you're choosing now to be a dad. Sorry, that doesn't cut it. So it's revealed that, like, oh, yeah, this motherfucker was a horrid person in his prior life, like, when he was younger. Mm, Um, Didn't want the kid initially. uh, Refused her and the mom at the door. Uh, Mm. Eventually, mom died. He got stuck with her. And then he did come to love her. But as soon as he started doing that, uh, the magic guild, because she was a witch which is why she's the big bad. Uh, she had un- like fucking humongous amounts of like magic and shit. So the magic guild took her as a prisoner um, and just started experimenting and shit on her, which made her lose her faith in humanity. And she gained like five big traumas from it. Okay. So he got sent back in time to just before they come to the door. And he now knows exactly what's going to happen. He knows what it is to be a father now. So instead of like refusing them, He's just like, no, I'm I'm taking care of them now. So he not only takes care of them and he his whole goal now is to prevent that that shitty outcome from happening.
0: Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. It's
1: got like sixty-four chapters out right now. I just got done reading them all, and let me tell you, I fucking love it right now.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, no, um I'm uh, I'm going to be getting uh another volume of um Blade of the Immortal soon. Oh, cool, cool, cool. And the plan is So the plan is, once I get that, the next um, book that I'm getting to get book, I think, three or four that I need, um, I actually start reading that. Um, I mean, manga wise, I mean, I've been reading uh, Demon Slayer here and there. Uh, A little bit of Shaman King still. I'm still working through the first three volumes that I have of it. Um, Anime wise, I've uh, had a bunch of rewatches um, recently. finished um uh hidden dungeon only i can see uh only i can uh see mm-hmm. and i forgot how horny that show was because that show was so horny for a lot of it was so much there was so much fan service in that show that it, i'm like it's one of those i was expecting it to be like a normal fantasy show and then the edgy shows up and it's like oh wow that she kind of pushes the plot down a little bit um because, I mean, it's it's the way that the main character gets his power back and everything else. So, yeah. Um, I was watching um, Heaven's Lost Property again uh, just because uh, I wanted a, a good chuckle this morning. So I watched, like, the first four episodes of it.
1: Which, um, what's the name of it again?
0: Heaven's Lost Property. Oh, yeah, no,
1: that's just, just horny on main.
0: Yeah, no, that show, I, I watched that just for a couple chuckles here and there. I don't really... Uh, try and sit down i've only watched it through like once or twice but it was definitely one of those ones that i watch it just for a chuckle um the other one uh so i finished overlord um and uh, i'm caught up on bow fury uh and what uh and to your eternity i'm caught up on all those at the moment which i mean is the so to your eternity is actually um something that spurred on uh, today's discussion that we're going to be having um, today, but I mm-hmm. mean, till uh, we get around there, um, I guess we can say that um, people can be expecting the D&D podcast soon. Um, we finally finished um, the first couple sessions worth of material and uh, we're just collecting players now and then we'll be doing our session zero very soon and then we'll be hopefully getting that first episode out. So expect that to be coming out soon and speaking of animated things and D &D, um a couple days ago uh it was currently it was just announced that uh critical role is going to be doing um the mighty nine now for a tv series on amazon so i'm really excited to see uh that when that comes out we'll definitely be reviewing that one um for sure and then um i wouldn't mind reviewing season two and do a, I mean do a complete Vox Machina review, and then do a uh, Mighty Nine once the Mighty Nine uh, series comes out. So I know that could be a, a fun little uh, thing to do. Uh, yeah,
1: that's funny. thing. I like doing the <laughs> idea. I like that. I like the idea behind it. You know.
0: Mm. And yeah, and you know, there's uh. A bunch of other things coming down the pipes uh for us. Um, I was talking to Ash uh recently and we're gonna try and get him together and we're gonna do that uh the Goku episode that we plan to do. Uh we're gonna do it with uh I guess me involved now, so we'll try and do another episode of that. Cause I don't know if that one ever got released. Um probably not. Yeah, but we'll definitely we're gonna be do or so that's gonna be in the near future. We're gonna be doing um can they defeat or are they better than Goku? So we'll be picking a bunch of random anime characters and put them up against Goku. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, We'll probably have a couple guests on for that one as well. Um, And then, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, um, I don't think we have anything else like super crazy on the horizon for the podcast. Um, So, yeah, I think it's uh, time triple to talk about today's topic. So, I, I've been getting into watching a lot of like the dark fantasy animes recently, and a lot of the dark fantasies wind up killing a bunch of characters randomly on the show. So yep. I thought me and you would sit down and have a discussion about some of our favorite um, side characters or characters who died that, um, that, you know, that really hit hard. So essentially um, fav- our most memorable deaths in the anime for us. Um, it can be ones that stuck. It could be ones that you know ass pulley way of pulling the character back into the world, whatever way we're doing it. Um, we're essentially talking uh deaths in anime. and um, I know one is I haven't watched the episode for it yet, but I've seen like the clips and everything, and it's Ace's death from one piece. That one was pretty rough to watch.
1: We're starting with that one, huh, all right, yep, no, that that. <laughs> I tell you this right now, that has to be one of the most spoiled things in fucking anime.
0: Mm. Yeah, and, and it's, like I said, it's one of those ones that I have seen. I've seen the entire clip of his death and everything else, like the whole fight and everything. So I'm I'm excited to get to it when I get to it. And, you know, I'm already past Alabasta, so I'm introduced to Ace already, so I know who Ace is and everything else. But I know I am uh, will know more about him later on in uh, the anime going up to his death, essentially. So, yeah. no, his, his was a big one because I know there was um, in the anime community was pretty like pretty shook up when uh, they killed him off in uh, the first time in the manga. And then when the anime com- uh, came out, I knew a bunch of people were uh, upset that were just, you know, the anime only fans. They weren't the um, disc or they weren't the uh, manga fans.
1: Mm-hmm. uh yeah all right i'll give mine out then uh i'm gonna fire back with a big boy myself uh jiraiya Ooh yeah no
0: so the thing about jiraiya's uh death is so for a hot minute i was in like a really heavy um naruto like learning a bunch about naruto and watching a bunch of clips and stuff like that
1: hmm. and
0: it's the build up to Jiraiya's final moments before the fight with Pain that's really hard because it was a lot of him, a lot of tender character building that they did for Jiraiya at the time. Because, you know, he had the moment when he was with Naruto, then he had the final moment with Tsunade. And then basically, you find out that Tsunade, you know, deeply cared for him and everything else. And, you know, she never got to say, uh, her true feelings to him and everything because well, he goes and dies and then it's such a huge impact on naruto and everyone else in uh the world that it, it's it's one of those ones that it hurts still watching it even though that i've watched naruto like three or four times all the way through both naruto it, and Shippuden. it it never gets that, better no no it's it's definitely one of those ones because he had such a big relationship with naruto and you got to see the good, the bad, and the ugly with Jiraiya, and just the way he died was not like a great way of dying. But I mean, like there shipping like went up a notch when it comes to killing off characters because the Great Ninja War. You lost Neji, you lost um, uh, Shikamaru and Ino's father during the fight. Um, you, you lost know, most randomly- of the Kage
1: died there. Not most. Yeah, of the- yeah most of the Kage. No, no. Like I actually think the Kage survived there.
0: Yeah, I think all the Kage survived that one. But you had, like, like Neji's, I know, was another big one that was a huge death because he was saving uh, Hinata from, you know... He was saving attacked.
1: Naruto. Or no, he yeah. was saving Naruto and Hinata because it would have killed both of them.
0: Mm. And it was it was a brutal way that he died, too. Again, Naruto loves doing brutal ways of killing off characters.
1: Oh, yeah. Not to mention the whole death with... Uh, one of the biggest deaths in Naruto, I guess we can segue this in, too uh itachi
0: yes itachi's because um you know we we learned through all of naruto that itachi was such this bad person because he was painted out to be such a bad guy but then you know shippuden comes around and we see the flashbacks and everything that he went through and it was because he was trying to protect his family and everything else and then his fight with sasuke which was a very great fight for you know the animation of its time
1: you know the you, early... want, you want to know a fun fact about that too right okay uh i've heard this This only comes from the fact that a lot of people say that like uh, oh it was like an actual fight no itachi was holding back every single fucking mm. moment oh like, yeah no I he could easily entire, he, he could have immediately killed sasuke because he mm. even though sasuke broke his um his uh tsukiyomi Immediately, yeah. he didn't even realize he was under a genjutsu when he initially <laughs> walked in. So when he thought he got him, boom, he never got him.
0: Yeah, it, it, he could have easily have killed you know Sasuke from the very beginning of the fight
1: from a jump. You know? Like there was Itachi. Yeah. Like we 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 can uh, we can do like the whole fucking power scaling and shit. But I, either way, he like he is such a strong. He's one of those characters that were so strong and so determined. Mm-hmm. They had to give. He started the trend of the ninja cancer thing. Yeah. Of Like when a character is so strong, the only way they can like write them off is just, they died from a sickness or they just died from some random bullshit. Mm. I don't fucking know. Like Itachi was the first one to do that because literally he was so strong because, because literally skills aside, abilities aside, his Susanoo, Mm. alone was leagues better than like most other Susanos yeah aside from the fact that um he didn't have a fully formed one yeah I'm I'm pretty
0: sure
1: yeah I'm pretty sure from what I understand like
0: before like Sasuke got the Renegon and everything else that uh Itachi was one of the strongest ones after Madara of the Uchiha's yes so and, and that was just on the vis or the visual prowess of his showering gun and everything he was able to do with, you know, the sukiyomi and
1: everything else. There was only two people that was above Itachi but below uh, Madara, and that was um, Shisui. I guess three technically, because there was yeah. only three people that was stronger than Itachi, and Itachi was like full on not not didn't want to fight, and mm-hmm. that was uh, Shisui, because Shisui's. Uh, Mangekio was so fucking busted that like, not many people would have been able to like actually fight that because there was mm-hmm. no way of fighting his his. his you know what his Mangekio did? Uh,
0: I can't remember uh, offhand.
1: So what Shisui's Mangekio Sharingan did? Um, he was the his Mangekio was the one that uh, Danzo wanted. His Mangekio allowed him to essentially. It was like the ultimate form of a Genjutsu that affected mm-hmm. reality to an extent. So it could literally is oh a it was a genjutsu that subconsciously put a goal into a person's mind. Yeah. And made them do that goal to the it was like a perfect genjutsu that to the point that they didn't even realize they were under a genjutsu.
3: Mm.
1: So like it, an example of that was um uh, when Itachi got reanimated, you know that crow he shoved down Naruto's throat, right? Yeah. That crow had um uh, Shisui's eye in it. And when it came back up that eye he saved put him into a genjutsu to essentially protect Konoha.
3: Mm.
1: And the only way he was going to protect Konoha was to stop the reanimation spell, which launched his ass right towards it.
3: Mm. It was like and a I plan know... that
1: he was going to use for like Sasuke. Yeah, uh, Should Sasuke either like, fuck up, but uh, it was going to mm. be Sasuke's call, really. Uh, but he decided, hey, this is a more important thing right now. But Shisui's yeah, I... eye was so fucking strong that it scared the shit out of Itachi. Itachi didn't want to fight mm. him. Second yeah, person I... was uh, Itachi's dad, because <laughs> mm. uh, they didn't go specifically in the, in the like Shippuden how strong mm. Fugaku was, but like in his oh, own yeah, no, novel, he was he was like dangerous. Yeah, like it went to the point that Itachi when he went to the, when he did the slaughter, the genocide, mm. uh, he was actually shaking in thought of like having to fight his dad. Because he did not want to do that at all. He was scared of shit of his dad. And the only other person above him in that regard was Obito. So you have Madara, Obito, Shisui, Fugaku, and then Itachi. Hmm. That was before Sasuke got uh, his Renegon. Yeah. I know. uh, And I know.
0: um, So supposedly, like, one of the fan theories is is that um, they, they really didn't explain it. But, like, Madara's uh sharing gun was supposedly involved like time manipulation and stuff like that
1: yes that is true that's what it does so i believe it was his so what so his eyes had different abilities and like most uh sharing Gun did
3: yeah
1: his right eye i believe was able to perfectly analyze everything and memorize everything the first thing he sees it Mm. So basically it gave him a perfect photographic memory that shit taskmaster has is what it was what that ability is yeah yeah and his left eye essentially rewinded time a couple of seconds. That way he can not only memorize attacks, but be able to predict mm-hmm. them and then adapt to them. So even if he got hit, he can just rewind time like three seconds back and he's fine.
2: Yeah. And that yeah, was no. the,
1: only, the only reason we know that shit is because it was explained in a fucking video game.
0: Yeah, exactly. That was the thing. Like that's because it was, um, what was it? ultimate ninja storm four? Mm-hmm. I think it was, is yeah. where they said, cause a lot of those games contained canon information so yeah and no uh so i think uh next anime death on our list um i'm gonna go with um uh kuro uh, Kuro sensei from assassination classroom oh yeah that that death that death when i first watched that i choked up and it's hard for me to sit down and like you know watch anime like that and get like super choked up in the scenes but that death of kuro sensei is fucking brutal
1: yeah, you know. it, it was it hurt the first time i saw it bro oh
0: yeah no that, it's definitely one of those ones i know like watch mojo um and i know like watch mojo is like whenever you mention it and like their take on anime everyone rolls their eyes and groans and everything else but no it's definitely on there like it belongs on list of sad anime deaths was kuro uh, kuro sensei's death because it was a very hard and brutal death to go through
1: it was Man. so fucked because, like, by the end of it, we knew what was going to happen. Mm. But I'm pretty sure, like, as you're watching, you're kind of expecting, like, the twist is that, like, never mind. I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, no his Kuro whole goal sensei... was I'm going to make them do this my own way.
0: Yeah. And it's it's, it's heart-wrenching because it's just, like, everyone's crying and holding him down slowly. And it's just... that That anime uh assassination classroom has to be up there as like one of the best animes that's out there you know like it's such a good story like the whole thing for it is just uh and all right what's uh what's your next anime death
1: uh we'll get the big ones out of the way first i'm gonna say maze hughes from full metal
0: (laughs) i was actually gonna say hughes was actually gonna be my next one yes hughes's death The worst part, I think, about Hughes' death is the funeral scene.
1: Dude, that got brought up recently because of the whole Bradley thing.
2: Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah,
1: no, like, going over this shit, Maze was just, like, a lovable fucking man that, like, Mm. everyone thought, like, oh, yeah, Maze, Maze, Maze. But that motherfucker was smart as shit, figured out the entire Mm. plot, tried to help out as fast as he could. And because he could not kill his wife, immediately got got. And bro, that funeral, that funeral hit me like three ways to Sunday. Yeah, because it replayed like three different times from three different points of view. Yeah, and brother, first time you see it, you're sad because the uh, the fucking daughter's crying. Second yeah. time you see it, you see it from fucking Mustang's view because he's looking at the funeral and he has his own thoughts on it. Yeah. And the final nail in the coffin that made me like just. That that hit so fucking hard was Bradley. Which, if we, we're we're talking spoilers right now, don't be fucking spoiled. This, this thing's been out <laughs> for fucking years. Um, Bradley, being the humunculus of wrath, yeah. was shaking. And I, initially, when I thought it, I'm like, he's a bad guy, but he probably doesn't like seeing this death because you know that's yeah. still one of his underlings. No, yeah, no he was just mad because his daughter was crying at his funeral. Yeah,
0: like he was he was pissed off because of that, and she was making a scene. Like that's what he was pissed off the most about.
1: Yeah, because you know. he was like, no, you I, I can't... Even if it's his daughter, I will not allow a scene to be made mm-hmm. here. That's bullshit.
0: Yeah, no. That Again, that's just one of those animes where, you know, there's there's a couple deaths in that anime that are like, ooh, that hurts, you know. Um, but, you know, there there's certain things from Fullmetal Alchemist that we just, we do not talk about. hmm
1: <laughs> Which we're not going to put her on the list because, uh, you know... It's been overdone too much. Yeah, exactly. So we're trying also, to we avoid... had one episode to care about her. I I, I it, it sucked, but yeah.
0: That that's the thing like I understand because of the situation surrounding that character's death, but it's the fact that we only had like one or two episodes. It's kind of hard to feel connected to somebody like May Hughes where we had him for what was it like 10 episodes or something like that, you know, getting his character and everything else. And then, you know, the way he dies is you know it's it's heartbreaking because you know like you said he couldn't kill his father or his wife so he got killed from it you know nope all right um another anime death that i have to think of um i i would have to say because it's it's fresh in my mind too because i watched the anime recently is um it's goo from um to your eternity uh his entire death uh, that one. So this is spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched this anime. I don't know what's wrong with you. The anime is fucking amazing. And, you know, the go support the original content, you know, you know watch the anime and stuff like that. But, um, goo, who is, um, one of Fushi, uh, Fushi's best friends. Um, you get him for like a good chunk of the, uh, you get him, like four or five episodes and, you're building, or you see his backstory where, you know, uh, his him and his brother grew up poor, and they're trying to save up money, and his brother goes and backstabs him. Then he gets hurt. Then he meets uh, the booze uh, booze man, who goes and fixes him up, and the build up with him and the girl that he loves finally getting their moment together, and then the next thing we know is that. He's trying to protect her from, you know, debris falling on top of them. And essentially, he winds up being crushed to death from it. And it's just the the way he's dying is he's him and the, the girl that he loves are sitting there and having a conversation about them going and doing, you know, having a date the very next day. And it's just the fact that, you know, he dies when Fushi transforms into Goo. And it's just so heartbreaking because of how much you were rooting for this character to get what he wanted and he finally did and what happens is he goes and he gets dead which is like a lot of the side characters in to your eternity it's one of those animes that if you want to like characters don't fall in love with the side characters because they do not survive in this anime
1: yeah no i I knew what that that show was gonna be like as soon as i watched like i read the first few chapters i'm like Mm bro, this is just going to be one of those plots. And then I saw I was getting an anime, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make people cry. I showed, yeah. like, the first two, two episodes to, like, uh, a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I had three people in the call. Two of them were watching the show. Yeah. Uh, the third person absolutely did not care about it <laughs> at all mm-hmm. until, like, they heard the other two talking about it. Then they joined in about halfway through. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, I had two out of three of them <clears> crying, <throat> and the third person was like, holding on from dear life yeah i know the the thing with the
0: anime too like the deaths in the anime are they're brutal because you lose who you assume is the anime is about the main or the character at the very beginning he dies in like two episodes and then you meet the uh, you meet another set of characters and those set of characters die I, later on you know one or two episodes later and it's just a revolving door of side characters and no it's it's definitely it's one of those animes if you want a really good um anime definitely check out um to your eternity because i i would highly recommend people watch it because it was one of those ones that i think i was reviewing for um a seasonal with sky at the time it was this one in jo- uh, Joran uh of snow and uh blood and snow. Uh those were the two that I was watching at the time. And they both killed off a character at the exact same episode too. And it was both little kids and I'm like, man, th- this season's just like dropping kids like flies on these episodes, man.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's one of those hard ones. Mm. It hurts.
0: Oh yeah, no, it definitely hurts. All right, throw me another one at us. throw another one at us, Triple.
1: All right. You're Lion April.
0: All right, So I, ha- I haven't watched this anime, but I think I've heard about this one. So go ahead and uh, uh, grace us with uh, the death.
1: So this is one that came out like a little bit ago. So this, this came out like a year or two ago. And uh, it, it's, it's been pretty well known. And it's straight up told near, like, near the middle of it that like the female lead to the anime has cancer. Or not cancer. She has some kind of disease. Mm. And the whole time that, like, the, this main, the, the main character, the male main, um, is, like, a prodigy when it comes to uh, piano. And she's, like, a prodigy when it comes to violin. So she's trying to convince him to get back into the flow of things. But due to, like, how abusive his mom was towards him and learning piano, uh, he just does not want to do it at all because it's very traumatic for him. But like uh, slowly but surely, she convinces him to get back into the, gr- the, the the move of things, and he does his absolute best until near the end, uh, where sadly the the female lead does die, and he mm. has to do the last performance by himself. And the only thing that he can think of while he's performing and putting it, literally his heart and soul into it is just how he missed her so much. Mm. And that he would do literally anything to have her back, but there's nothing else he can do. And that he uh, he hated himself for really not like being able to spend much time with her. Mm. And broy howdy that that kind of broke me and a couple of my friends for a while watching that.
0: Mm.
1: All right, this
0: is uh, this is one that I, I gauge myself on um, how stoned I am at this time um because uh th- this scene i i loved this anime when it was airing and i was watching it so it is um best boy from uh, a little anime known as uh seven deadly frames i mean sorry seven deadly sins um and it was escanor's death in uh the last like two episodes of that anime and dude
1: that was literally gonna be my next pick
0: <laughs> the thing with Escanor's death is that we get Escanor for the entirety of the anime once he's introduced and he is built up as this best boy character ever. He is up, he's up there as one of those, like you meet him and you fall in love with him because you know, when he's the wimpy uh, Escanor and everything else, he's super sweet and everything else. Then when he goes, super Chad-like. He becomes the ultimate Chad where, you know, he boasts and everything else. But it's the tenderness and the raw emotion that you have during his death is the hardest thing to watch sometimes. And Mm -hmm. it's also the fact that he's also one of those characters that he loved somebody. Obviously, he was simping for Merlin. Never really got, you know, the the praise from her and everything else. And it's his final moments of living is when she finally admits his, her feelings to him. And, you know, they kiss and she gets burned on the face. And her whole thing is, I'm not going to heal this because it's the symbol of the only person who truly cared for me. And it's just, it's so heart, It's just, it's heartbreaking because you just hope that it's, it's Escanor, you know, he's going to pull through this. You know, or they're going to go to hell or somewhere and they're going to try and bring Escalon back. But we never get that because it's just this heartbreaking moment of,
1: you know, the whole thing behind it was like his his power was so fucking strong. It literally burnt his soul up. So Mm. he didn't go to heaven or hell. He literally just ceased to exist.
0: Yeah. And it was it was definitely one of those ones that it's it hurts. It's one of those ones that definitely hurts watching that scene. Um, and yeah. All right. Uh, I think we'll do a couple more and then we'll call it an episode. All so, right. uh, throw me, uh, throw me another one. Triple
1: we'll go with a fan favorite and a personal one of mine that made me pissed, pissed, uh, Sasha from attack on Titan. Okay. Potato girl.
0: Yeah, no, I was actually, Sasha was actually on my list too. <laughs> uh,
3: bro.
1: I can't. Yeah. I became a racist towards them for a while.
3: Mm-hmm. Like, in yeah. terms
1: of that, I was yeah. just like, mm, mm. oh, it made like, not, I wouldn't even say, ra- I just hated, what was that? What was the girl's name? Gabby. Uh, I, ca- I, I hated Gabby uh, yeah, so Gabby, bad. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, if, and I didn't really care about anyone else dying, mm-hmm. but I wanted Gabby to die so bad. Yeah. I was like, okay. out of anybody that could have died, they went with the person that probably would have held everybody back. And mm. I think the irony of that, too, them being so, like, aggravated by it, that, like, that, because that was the tipping point for Aaron, too. Like, that, like as soon as he found out that she died, she was yeah. like, he was just like.
0: Yeah, that's when he yep. snapped. That was his, yep, yeah, everyone. Yeah, that was
1: that that the point where, like, he was having doubts on what he was going to do. Yeah, he knew what he was gonna do, and he was like, "Is this really what I want to do?" But as soon as he heard that, he was like, "All right, fuck it, nope, guaranteed." That just solidified everything. Yep.
0: No, that was that was definitely one of those ones that when I saw it because it was that was like the well, the last season that I watched was uh, when she died. It's actually one of the last few episodes of Attack on Titan I watched before uh, hearing about you know Attack on Titan final season part and then everything else. But yeah, I know that's definitely one of those ones that, yeah, I know when she died, that was, that was a hard one too. That was a hard, hard death. And Attack on Titan, Attack on Titan was definitely one of those ones that pulled that stunt a lot. That a lot of their side characters fucking died. And it was like characters getting their moment uh, to shine and, you know, retribution. And then as Titan would just grab them and, um, nom, nom, you know, like it was, it's definitely one of those animes. It's up there for like one of those ones where it just don't like the side characters cause the side characters won't be alive for much longer, you know?
1: Yeah. Do you have one that you want to do or?
0: Um, uh, i got one, a couple more. Okay. So the next one, uh, is it's for me, it was a big one because I was like really enjoying the character, uh, from overlord. It was uh brain. So brain was, um, a swordsman who was. A, one of the best swordsmen in the area, um, runs into Aynes, gets his ass handed to him by Aynes and his crew. And then he's doubting himself, you know, wants to give up being a swordsman. Then he is there for a fight against one of Aynes' people again, uh, does everything in his power to uh, take her down, breaks the nail. He gets the confidence back that he was missing and he was uh, wanting. And then he goes up against one of Ainz's guys, and he has this huge anime buildup. He's taking all these magical boosts and all these potions and everything to overboost himself just to land one hit. And the hit didn't even phase the guy because all of Ainz's characters uh, and his team are overpowered and died by one hit. And it was such a heartbreaking moment because it was like, oh, he's on the ground. He's hunched over. Oh, it's going to be one of those. He's going to get right back up. And there's so many times where it's cutting to him and then it cuts to the scene at the castle that cuts back to him. And it's just like, he's going to get back up. He's going to get back up. And he never does. And it's just one of those. He was down on himself for so long and he finally started getting the confidence. He was about to do something great. And he had this huge moment. And then he just got eisened from the moment, you know, I'm gonna have this huge moment. I have my theme song playing and everything, and then the theme song stops and I'm dead,
2: you know. Yeah, no, it fucking
1: it hurt, bro. It hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um can we move on to the next one then? Okay. Okay, I'm sorry, that, that one did one just kidding. That kind of hits a bit too clo- clo- I was close to home. <laughs> um, right, go ahead?: Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, OK, what's yours? Uh, did you ever wa- uh, it's going to be the main character's death in the anime uh, for a Kamiga kill?
0: Okay, uh, a comic kill. No, I never watched a Kamiga kill.
1: Okay, so the main character basically inherited uh, this suit of armor. From, okay. like, one of his teammates. Um, and the suit of armor was known to be, like, a super adaptive armor. So mm-hmm. it basically adapted to any situation it needed to be in.
0: Okay.
1: And he got it about, like, near, like, halfway through the series, but, like, closer towards the end. And he, st- he got really good with it. And uh, eventually it came to the point, like, where they're basically, like, trying to overthrow this like, this kingdom. Because they're like really tyrannical. That's the whole point of the uh, the, the show. Yeah. Uh. Basically, the king is like a eight year old or a twelve year old or some shit like that. That's being manipulated by the prime minister. Yeah. And the reason that he is in the kingship is because there is these like magical items that each one of them can, each people person can use. Main mm-hmm. character inherited his suit of armor from his old friend, but the king of this kingdom has like a giant Gundam essentially. And that's why they're so strong, because he literally has a fucking Gundam versus, like, people and, like, guts-type shit.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: and basically, the Prime Minister convinced the King to start using the fucking Gundam. And the main character straight up just, like, got his ass handed to him. Then the suit of armor adapted to basically put it into, like, its ultimate form. To f- put it on even standards, if not a little bit better than the giant Gundam. And the main character not only killed the kid and the Gundam, but also prevented it from, like, f- like falling onto everybody and, like, killing thousands of people and saved a lot of lives. But in the process, it injured him so bad from pushing his body to that kind of limit that it literally mm. killed him in the process of doing it, and a lot of time, he was just on autopilot. Mm. That was how the main character died. And we didn't even get a satisfying conclusion. To his death, like a burial or some shit in the anime, because like the one of the main yeah. antagonists called Esdeath, which is like an ice queen who was like vicious, absolutely yeah. fell in love with him. But she's a total fucking yandere, so <sighs> like when uh she was like uh, in, in her fight against like the female lead uh, Akame, um, she essentially got cut, I think, or was about to get cut or some shit. So she knew she was gonna die anyway. So she kind of rage quitted. So her whole shtick is that she can basically do like she's she's basically sub zero, but like okay. sadistic. So she walked over to his body, and then they fr- and then she was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not giving my 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 love up to anybody." So if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna be we're gonna die in each other's arms. So like she's holding his corpse at that point, and she just freezes both of them, and then the gla- and the ice shatters, and they just turn into dust.
0: Hmm.
1: Literally, it's one of those shows that like nobody has a happy ending.
0: (laughs) It's I've heard about the anime before. I've I've just never had a chance to sit down and actually watch it.
1: If Um, you're gonna do it, I recommend the um the manga because the manga has a different ending that's not been spoiled to people, and I honestly think it's better plot wise.
0: Mm, Okay. All right. Uh, Um, I will do two more. Uh, so my my next one is uh, Sengetsu from Kill a Kill. Um. If if uh, anyone has not watched um, Kill a Kill or if you remember, um, it's the uh, Kamui that um, Ryoko wears in the anime. Um, and uh, I, I, th- I found his death at the very end or near the end of it. Uh, uh, the episodes that are actually released online where you don't have to go and hunt down the last two episodes of the anime. Um, yeah, like they have this huge, you know, she gets this huge fight with uh, the final bad guy, her mother. Finds out that her entire life is a sham, that she's made of the life fibers that uh the Goku uniforms and the Kamuis are connected to. And she goes, they're having this huge fight, and at the very end, they're fall back to base or they're falling back to Earth, and as they're falling back to Earth, uh Sengetsu basically dies. And it's this huge uh send off of the character after, you know, twelve episodes, whatever how many episodes the anime was. Um and, yeah, no, it's just, it's one of those ones that it's just the the moment of them saying goodbye was one of those ones that, like, hit pretty hard in the chest, you know? And, yeah, it was, it's definitely one of those ones that it was, it's up there as an upsetting death, you know? Because of, you just grew to love the character because this great, or, you know, I wouldn't say great anime, it's just decent enough battle anime and everything else, you know, super horny for all the Magical girl transformations, but I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, no, it's definitely one of those. It's one of those ones that's up there for me, anyways, as one of the saddest deaths in anime for me.
2: All right. I will say saddest. (laughs) Uh... Let's say this then. I'll say Light's death.
1: Okay, yeah. Light's, Light's death was pretty,
0: pretty up there as upsetting. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it was very upsetting to me and a lot of the fans because we mm. didn't like how easily he got fucking tricked. Yeah. Because even if he was psychotic, he was a thoughtful, psychotic person. Mm. So the fact that he fell for a switcheroo trick of the books uh, mm. just didn't make sense to me. Because yeah, sure. he's been known to have such, like, very specific countermeasures for just about everything. Mm. You figure he would have known about it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like in the, early in the show, he was so, like, pre- like off his fucking, not, ro- not off his rockers, but he was so protective over the book. Mm-hmm. That, like, um, he set up a booby trap in his own room that would have possibly burnt the entire house down. Yeah, like with the whole flamethrower drawer thing.
0: Yeah, he did technically get kind of the power, did get to his head very much, and he was kind of he very much felt like how Lush felt in um, Code Geass, where they started off okay, but then the power got to them, and then it just became very difficult to be behind them. And you know, he it's one of those animes like Death Note was one of those animes that you watch how much power can corrupt somebody and how one person can go from being the hero
2: very quickly to being the bad guy in the end, you know? Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm pretty sure
1: that is that going to be your next pick Lelouch?
2: No, um, actually.
0: So this is one, um, that, it's still up there. I cried when I first watched this when I was a kid. It's definitely one of those like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Um, it's from one of my favorite animes. Um, and it is um, Vegeta's death in uh, Dragon, uh, the Buu saga. Ooh, so when he does, yeah. the, when he does the, the big uh, sacrifice at the very end, where he blows himself up with a f- uh, fight against Majibu. That was really hard for me when I was a kid because I was such, I mean, I still am a huge Vegeta fanboy. And that is still like to this day, it is one of the harder deaths for me to sit and watch um, in anime just because of how, you know, you see the, the you know, this character for being such a hard ass that he's always, you know, it's about him most of the time or it's about getting stronger, better than Kakura, everything else. But it's this moment when he's saying goodbye and it's he finally shows his emotions that you know he loves his family he acknowledges Goku as somebody important to him and everything else and then you know the big boom and you think oh it's a big payoff that you know it's over and done with and Majin Buu gets right back up like it was nothing it's the fact that it's this huge move and
2: it's basically played off as a basic attack you know (coughs) Yeah, no, that
1: fucking hurt when I was watching it initially.
2: Yeah. I
1: thought it was absolute, complete <laughs> bullshit. Because, like, at that point in time, like, the, the kicker of that too was that he went into it fully knowing that he was never going to be able to come back. Like, yeah. he was under the impression that, like, do the horrendous acts that he did, both, like, in his old life, his new one, um, how he acted when he got taken over by my fucking the Majin symbol. Mm. He like even Piccolo Strip told him like, dude, like, as much as I would like to tell you because you are our friend, that you would be going to heaven, your soul is just way too fucked up. Like you will not mm-hmm. keep a body. You'll probably be going to he- you'll be going to hell, and you'll be there with no body, just a soul. Yeah, you'd be too much of a fucking threat. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Yep, that's fine. I I fully expect what's going to happen. So at least I'm going to take this motherfucker out with me." Yeah, and- exactly. Boy, how did to see that shit him fully rec- recognize that he's never going to be able to come back? Mm. And he still went through, bro, that hurt. Oh, yeah. And uh, I do have a bonus
0: one for um, at the end after you say yours. And I know this would be probably up there for both of us on this one. So I'll let you say your next one and then I'll say the final one uh, and then we'll call it an episode.
1: Luke v. Britannia. Okay. I'll say um, Luke v. Britannia.
0: Yeah, his death, I mean, he he was built up to be such a good or you know, his whole he, he started off as good intentions with everything, but that's the what problem, he ended it too. Yeah. But it's also the fact that it's just one of those animes where it's this is what happens when power gets to somebody, it corrupts them,
1: you know. Yeah, and, he uh, he did go kind of mad. He went psycho for a little bit.
3: Mm.
1: and then once he was, like, in control, he calmed himself fucking down. Yeah. And then he realized that, like, all right, look, this was the plan from the get-go. I am literally pinning every single possible bad thing that has ever happened on me right now. I will be the absolute definition of a demon king Mm. to its absolute fucking T. I will be a tyrant. I will be the worst possible human being to ever exist. Mm -hmm. And I will make everybody know just how fucked up I am. And then he looked over to his best friend and says, and then you're going to be the hero and the symbol behind it to basically free everybody. Yeah. Motherfucker gave his life, not for like his friends, not for himself. He, he pulled the Natachi and basically threw away any and all honor that he had any symbolism that would have been behind him and his family any happiness he would have had, he threw it away in hopes that like his sacrifice will prevent bad shit from happening in the future by setting an example.
2: Yeah. Don't
1: let, the, don't let people like me come into powder, c- power. Cause if I do, if they do, everything's going to get fucked. Mm. And that was like the hardest symbol anybody was going to have. And bro, that was fucking emotional as shit too. I, I had never seen a person go into that show and not cry when they like near the ending. Yeah. All
0: right. Are you ready for the final upsetting death in anime yep. to set your heart ablaze?
1: I knew it was coming.
0: Ren Goku's death in Demon Slayer Mugen Train, the movie, and in the arc. I have to say the the build up for that very death was hard <laughs> his his death and and the the speech that he gives to tanjiro at the very end when he's on his like dying breath is just
2: it oh.
0: and it, it's to this day it's one of those animes that when i watch it and god do i overwatch um demon slayer it is still one of those deaths that to this day is still hard to sit and watch even though i know it's coming and everything else it's when that happens and it's that up that moment when he's dying it's it's hard i would have loved to gotten more time with ren goku um in the anime itself um, hopefully maybe one day we'll maybe get the spin-off, maybe a Rengoku spin-off or something. But yeah, no, it's definitely one of those deaths in anime that was like, Oh, that hurt. That hurt a lot losing him, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know, and he was he was being like, Yes, I will teach you Tanjiro, I will help you get better as you know, a demon slayer. And, you know, he's doing all, he's making all these promises. And then it's the fight with one of the, uh, one of the upper six. And it's just, it's like, damn, <laughs> it, it was, it's hard. It's hard to watch that, that fight. And then knowing what happens at the very end, you know? Yeah.
1: All right. I'm pretty sure that covers it for this time around. That fucking, yeah, I've gone through the numbing process <laughs> with Rengoku. So that, that doesn't hit as hard anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like I said, like, Rengoku and Vegeta are the two deaths that, like, to this day are the ones that are still, like, a little hard to go through. And they hurt a little bit more than most. But, yeah. um, With that being said, um, it, do we have anything else that we need to uh, bring up to the listeners at home? I mean, if no, you guys enjoyed... Good. Obviously if you guys enjoyed this uh, episode please uh, re- rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Um mom- uh, monetary supply or monetary uh, support uh, we have links below again like usual where it's our uh, it goes to our link tree which gives you access to our Patreon um, and everything else. Um Patreon I got to redo all the Patreon first uh, before we put anything out. Um, and then, when we do Patreon, we'll figure out our our tiers and everything else besides you know, ad free episodes when we eventually start pulling in uh, sponsors and everything else again. Um, we'll eventually have that or maybe a day early release, stuff like that. Um, but we'll we'll figure it out when that time comes. Um, but till then, I have been Mitch.
1: I've been triple.
0: And we love every single view. of you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Anime. We'll see you guys next time when it'll be a perfect day to talk about fucking anime. Peace out, everyone. Peace, peace.